We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone. I hope you guys are having an amazing Monday so far. I am very excited to talk about today's episode. I say that every week, but that's because I'm always excited to talk to you guys. Um, I always love what we get into. I love our chats and I love these like more chill, laid back episodes that are just like us girls just being able to talk to one another and hang out and just start your Monday together and mm, cozy. I just love it. So I hope you guys are all having an amazing Monday so far. I want to thank you guys so much for the amazing, amazing response on last week's episode, which was all about the manifest planners for 2023. The launch of the hard copy and the digital copies are this Friday, um, the 25th at noon on the manifestplanner.com. And I could not be more excited. If you guys want more details, that is in last week's episode, but I'll keep it short. I'll keep it sweet and I'll keep it. Um, I was going to say like, here's a skinny of it, but I was going to say, I'll keep it short, sweet and skinny, but I don't think that's really what I meant. Um, so yeah, the hard copy is a six month undated manifest planner that is available um, this Friday on the manifestplanner.com at 12 p.m. Eastern for $39.95. It will be shipped to you in early December and um, hopefully you will get it. Uh, you should get it before Christmas. If you are domestic, definitely international, most likely. The post office is always really, really crazy this time of year. So um, 
like I know what our shipping, like how long the shipping takes and stuff like that. So it shouldn't be a problem, but the post office sometimes does get backed up. So um, I would recommend getting the drop as soon as you guys possibly can. If you guys want a hard copy by the new year, they're going to go on sale Friday at noon um, Eastern time. So definitely go get your hands on that. And then I'm also releasing four digital editions of the manifest planner, a digital daily, digital weekly, digital daily undated and a digital weekly undated. Um, so if you guys want a dated planner that is currently only available on digital, and if you guys want undated planner, then you get either digital or hard copy. It's up to you guys. Um, all available on themanifestplanner.com. I will have digital downloads on themanifestplanner.com, but I will also be putting it up on my Etsy shop if you guys prefer to shop on Etsy. Um, I want to make it as easily accessible for everyone, but only my physical will be available on themanifestplanner.com. Also, my current website is live. If you guys want to go check that out, it is ToriDeSimone.com. And that's just like a hub for all things uh, me and all things Tori. Um, it'll also take you to the manifestplanner.com if you guys prefer to get to the manifestplanner.com that way through ToriDeSimone.com. I'll have that link down below, but that website went live this week as well. So it's been a very exciting time. Um, yeah over here. So I hope you guys are all having an amazing day, a great Monday. Um, I want to thank you guys again, just for all the love and all of the support on last week's episode and the launch of the manifest planner. It has been nothing shy of amazing. And I don't know why I was ever so worried and so nervous. Like you guys are just like really, really the best. And I can't believe that it comes out this freaking Friday. It has felt like two years in the making and I'm just like, so ah, I can't believe it. It's also Thanksgiving this Thursday. I hope you guys are having a fun Thanksgiving. Let me know what you guys are going to be doing. I will recap um, Thanksgiving, not in next week's episode, but the one after that. I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year, which is kind of fun because that's what we'll talk about a little bit in today's episode as well when it comes to being in my homemaker era. Um, but I will talk about that a little bit today, but it's been really, really fun so far. I went shopping with my mom today. We're going to go shopping again next week. And then we're going to be cooking for like all day Wednesday. I'm very, very excited. I've been buying like furniture things and decor things. I'm so excited to host for Thanksgiving. So I'll be posting a ton of that stuff on my TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, literally, if you guys know me, then a couple episodes ago, you guys know that I was like on here talking so much smack to the people that are on TikTok. And I'm pretty much saying like people that are not on TikTok are superior. And let me say this. I stand by that. Okay. The people that are not on TikTok have their lives together because they have original thoughts. They have more free time. And it's just so nice to not be on TikTok all the time. I recently downloaded TikTok on my iPad so I could like promote the manifest planner. Then I got it on my phone for I don't even know what logic I came up with. And now I cannot get the F off TikTok. Like I am just beyond addicted to it. Like I always am, which is why I can't have it on my phone in the first place. Like I just need to not be on TikTok. But the other day I was working in my office and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to post on TikTok like it's my close friends list and I'm just going to go crazy and just like talk. And it's been really fun, okay, to post on TikTok as if no one is watching and as if no one is viewing this. 
But you know what? The day is going to come where one of my videos go viral just because the algorithm on TikTok is so weird that one of these days it's going to go viral and then I'm going to hate it and then I'm going to never want to post again. Like I don't want to get big on TikTok. So I don't even know why I'm posting on TikTok because don't you only post on TikTok to like eventually get famous on TikTok? I That's like the last thing that I want. But I just really feel like on TikTok, I can share whatever I want. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, I don't even know why I'm talking about all this because today's episode of Manifest Tori's Moon, we're talking about how I'm in my homemaker era. And I was saying on TikTok the other night that I really feel like I'm just in my homemaker era. And I've never really felt like this before. And you know what? It kind of clicked for me when I was watching Love is Blind. Let me explain. When Cole and Zineb were in Malibu and they were talking about like moving in together, it was like, you know, after the reveal, like, what do you call that? Like a honeymoon? To me, it's always like a, a honeymoon, but they're obviously not married yet, but they're engaged. So I don't know. But they're on like this retreat and they're talking about moving in together. And Zeneb is like, I am so excited to make the house a home. She's like, I'm I'm good at that. Like I'm good at making houses a home. And when she said that, I was like, that is such a great quality to have. And this was like right before my move to my current house that I'm living in. And I'll kind of get into that in a minute. But I really listen to her say that. And I made it a point. I was like, I am going to make my new house feel like my home. And that's just like kind of where I'm at in life right now is making my house feel like a home. And I feel like I'm really in a homemaker era. Like on TikTok, I was posting about furniture that I got and like, I was going to say deals, which was a combination of dinners and meals, meals that I was cooking, soups that I was making like decor that I've been purchasing, just like all these like homemaker things on TikTok. And I'm like, I really feel like I'm in such a homemaker era. And what's cool about this is that I feel like some people just have this quality about them, but others have to inherit it and have to learn it. I am the latter. I feel like I have to just learn this. Like my one friend, Kat, I'm thinking of her specifically right now. She would always make wherever she was, like her home. Like when she moved to college, like her dorm room was so cute and so homey. Her bedroom home is so homey. When she moved in with her boyfriend, so homey. Like she would always make everywhere feel like so homey and really like homemaker. And I don't feel like I've really ever possessed that quality, but like my grandma, homemaker. My mom, homemaker. Like some people just have this quality about them, but I really think it's one that can be learned. And I am currently learning it. I'm currently living it and I'm learning so much and I'm having so much fun as I'm doing it that I wanted to share with you guys that like I'm really in my homemaker era and the tips that I've learned throughout the past, I'd say like six, seven years of living on my own, what I've picked up um, through dorm rooms and condos and apartments and townhouses and like really what it means to make a house feel like home. And I want to share that with you guys. And I wish like when I was going to college or when I was moving into my first home that I had listened to an episode similar to this where it's like, okay, so you're moving somewhere and you want to feel like home. Like these are some tips. Like I really wish I had something like that. So whether you are just moving into a house that you feel like is going to be your forever home, 
or you're currently moving into like a college dorm or you're moving out of somewhere or you're you're in a place that you feel like you've been in longer than you planned and you don't really see yourself leaving anytime soon, it's never too late to make where you're living feel like your home. So I'm really excited to talk about this today and yeah, I'm just going to get into it. So I recently moved and it's been so amazing. I went from a one bedroom apartment to the townhouse that I'm currently living in and I'm so happy living here. If you are a longtime listener and you missed an episode and you're confused that I moved, um, the episode is called Invest in Yourself and it's all about why I'm moving and things like that. Um, But to keep it, to give the, what's the phrase, the short and long of it is um, my lease was up, I wanted more space and this place was the spot that I wanted to be. So when it was available, I was like, I 100% need to get it. So that's really like the skinny of it. But the house that I'm in now, I really want to feel like home to me. And it already does for so many reasons, but I really want to continue to make it feel like home. This is a house that I want to be in for like at least the next five years. Um, I am renting it now, but ideally I would love to purchase this home from my lease. I love the area. I love the convenience of the location. I just really, really love it. And I want to be here for a while. So I really want to make this house feel like my home. And I say that because the last place that I felt like quote unquote at home was really my childhood house. And I kind of feel like a lot of people tend to feel that way. Um, So a quick backstory of like all my moves, it's not too relevant, but I want to give some context. When I was 18, I went to college as most 18 year olds do, Um, but I dropped out and I moved home, but I didn't want to move back into like my childhood home. So I bought a condo with my YouTube money that I made in high school and I lived there for five years. It was a really, really great starter home. It was pretty low maintenance. Um, it was a great condo. It was super cute. If you guys want to see a tour of it, it's on my YouTube channel. Just search Tori Simone or Tori Sterling condo tour and it will show up. Um, and it's an empty condo tour so you guys can like see what it is. But it was super cute. Small little kitchen, laundry room. It had carpet everywhere. Um, it had like a loft upstairs. It was super cute. And like I said, great starter home, but I knew it wasn't going to be a quote unquote forever home. So I never did like the things that really made it feel like my home. I furnished it. I totally unpacked it. I had some like family photos around the house that my parents got for me. And you know, like I I fully moved in. I fully was there. I loved it. But I never like really made it my own. Like if there was a dent in the wall, like I would just put a picture over it. Or if the water heater needed to be replaced, like I knew I was eventually just going to move and sell it. So I just never bothered. If, um, you know, like I just didn't like keep up with it. Like I didn't love that it was carpet. So I could have like replaced the floors, but I'm like, what's the point? Like I'm just going to move. Or I wanted to wrap my TV wall with wood, but I was like, what's the point? I'm just going to move. So like that was my whole mentality of like, this is a great home, but I'm eventually just going to move from it. And then in, when did I sell? I think September of 21. Yeah. Last year, as we know, the market got hot for sellers. So I was like, I need to sell this condo now because the market is super hot and I know that I won't get a deal like this again. 
so I sold and I'm really glad that I did because I don't think I would have gotten like what I got out of that condo had I sold it like now or had I sold it before the market got like super hot. Um, so I'm really, really happy that I sold the condo because that's been able to provide other things in my life, such as funding a planner company. So for me, it was a really great decision, but also because of that, I wasn't able to then buy a new home. Um, it was a really tough market as we all know for buyers and it still is. So I wasn't able to find a new home to purchase. So I rented an apartment and the apartment was such a great find. I loved it. It was like 30 minutes away from where I was living, but in a town that I was very familiar with, it wasn't like super crazy. It was a great area. Um, I really, really liked the apartment and you guys seemed to really like it too. It had a huge, beautiful kitchen. It was new construction. I was the first person to live there. It was a really, really great apartment, but it was just that, like it was an apartment. Like I knew that I wasn't going to live there forever and I did my best to make it homey, but I didn't want to like go all out to buy a ton of furniture because number one, it was just a one bedroom apartment. Like it didn't have a ton of space, but also like I knew I was going to eventually move. Like I wasn't going to live in this apartment my whole life. And then when this house came available for me to rent, I knew that like this is really where I wanted to be. So this is like the place where I feel since moving out of my childhood home that I all automatically feel really safe here, really at home here and really like content. Like I just know that I'm going to be here for a while and that feels really good to say. Also going along with that, I really want to feel like I'm home when I'm in in my current house. So whether you are like me and you're in a place that you feel like you're going to be here long term or you are in a situation like you're trying to make your college dorm feel like home or you just moved somewhere brand new like across the country and you want to make it feel like home. These are some of the tips that I have been doing personally to make my house feel like a home and that have really just put me in my homemaker era. And let me say, I'm having like so much fun doing this stuff. Like I'm really, really enjoying it. Like being a stay at home housewife is calling my name. Like it's sounding so much better by the day. Me and my friend Katie joke about this all the time. We both obviously work um, and right now is like a crazy season of life for me um, with my work and she just started a new job. So her and I are both like, doesn't it just sound so good to just be a stay-at-home housewife these days? So we joke about that all the time. And um, anyway, this like lets me tap into my staying at home housewife era without being a stay-at-home housewife because I'm not married and I do work. So anyway, uh, these are my tips. Um, for getting into your homemaker era, regardless of where you're at in your life, whether this is your forever home, you're trying to make your current house feel more like a home. Um, and when I say house, it's totally interchangeable with apartment, condo, dorm, literally anything. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. 
Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, my first tip is to unpack. This might sound like, duh, but you would be so surprised at how many people don't unpack or how long it takes people to unpack. When I move somewhere, the first thing that I need to do is completely unpack. And I'm talking like every single box unpacked, broken down, and at the curb within three days max of moving. When I moved into the apartment, I got everything done in like a day. That was crazy. When I moved into this townhouse, it took me like three days, I think, for everything to be like fully unpacked. But like, I need it to be completely unpacked. When I moved into the condo, same thing. I was like, I need everything to be completely unpacked. There is nothing worse than living out of boxes and feeling like you are living in the walls of someone else's home that just is not yours. Even if you're going to like move things around later and redecorate, maybe bring in an organizer, like whatever it is, if you don't know where things go, because like, let's face it, it's a new home. Like so many of us don't know where things go when we first move, just Take it out of a box and put it somewhere for the time being because you can always come back and reorganize later. You can always do that. Like inevitably when you move, things are going to move around. They're going to change. So like, for example, I have this rug that's in my living room that it's fine, but it's not the rug that like I really love for my couch. They kind of just blend in too much with one another. So rather than having that rug like folded up and rolled up until I get the perfect rug, I still lay down the rug to put it underneath my couch. And when I get the better rug, I'm just going to change out the rugs. Like you will feel so much more at home with your furniture assembled and your boxes unpacked with some decor that can be done later or like rearranging of picture hanging rather than living out of boxes for the next few months until the house can be like quote unquote perfect. Going along with this, building a perfect homey house like really does take time. So ease into your place, getting gradually furnished over time. There's no rush to make it perfect right away, but unpacking the boxes will make yourself feel so at home. So for me, I went from a one bedroom to a three-story townhouse. So I have um, this one room downstairs that is like totally empty that I know what I want to do with it, but it's just like not on my priority list right now because I want to get my main level done. Then I want to do the upstairs and hit my podcast studio and get that all done. And then I'll do the downstairs, but there's like no rush. And I think having the mentality that there's no rush to get things furnished and decorated perfectly is really, really huge. But for me, there is a rush to unpack. Like if I have any box sitting around, 
that has things in it from my move, I will just feel like I'm still moving and still in the process of it. So I need to unpack. I'm also the person though that like when you go on vacation, like I will put my clothes in the dresser and like I'll put them in the closet. Like I will fully unpack no matter where I'm at. My second step of being in my homemaker era and making a house feel like a home is to call it home versus calling it the apartment or calling it um, the condo or the dorm or something like that. Another thing is like when you first move out of your parents' house, I think it's really common to be like, oh, like I'm going home this weekend, referring to like where your parents live or like maybe where your childhood home was. For me, like when I moved out, my parents lived in my childhood home for the next three years. And then they got, um, they moved like three years later or three years ago. Yeah. So I guess it's been six years, almost seven. So they moved about three years ago. So now it's easier for me to say like, this is my home. And then that's my parents' house because I did not grow up in the house my parents are currently living in. But I get it. Like it is kind of weird to be like, oh, I'm going home this weekend, referring to your childhood home when like you live somewhere else. But really try to get in the habit of calling where you live your home. This is something that I used to not do and it really makes a difference. Like I used, when I lived in the condo, I used to say like the condo or when I lived in the apartment, I used to say the apartment or when I was in college, I used to say like my dorm, like just because I don't live in a house doesn't mean it's not a home. Home can be anything. And for me, I honestly feel like home is much less of a, of a place and so much more so of a feeling. Like for me, I feel like home. My partner feels like home. My parents feel like home. The beach feels like home. My grandma feels like home. Like there are so many people and feelings that feel like home rather than a place. Like I could drive by my childhood home and I don't think I'd call it home because I'm not living there. My parents aren't living there. Like I don't know the people that live in my childhood home. You know what I mean? Like it's now just a house. So that's not my home anymore. So I really feel like home is a feeling and home are people rather than a place. So kind of taking the, well, I live in a dorm, so it can't be my home. Well, it should be your home because your home is where you should feel comfortable and and cozy and warm and safe. So in sentences, rather than saying like, oh, let's go to the apartment before we have dinner or like, why don't we meet at my dorm for drinks? Say like, oh, come meet at my home before for drinks before we go to dinner. I just feel like saying like, let's meet at home rather than let's meet at the apartment feels so much more warm and safe and comforting while like, let's go meet at the apartment sounds like detached and vacant and like cold like it, it's like okay whose apartment is it like what like you know what I mean so just having the verbiage of like let's go home or I'm gonna buy this for home or why don't we meet at home just calling your space home is really really key and I mean we talk about this all the time on the podcast like speaking your life into existence and really believing what you say if you say repeatedly like this is my apartment my apartment my apartment you're always going to kind of feel detached to it but if you say like this is my home my home my home my home then it's going to feel like home and again i just want to drive from the point that like home doesn't mean a house home doesn't have to mean like a single family house home could mean a place a human a feeling anything it doesn't have to be like a house so your dorm room could be home it's home 
My third tip is to decorate with timeless furniture. So since I moved from the condo to the apartment, I started buying pieces that I wanted to keep with me from home to home. So whether this meant like investment pieces, like my dining room table, for example, is an investment piece for me that I love and that I'm carrying from home to home, or if it's cheaper pieces that look great, but I know are also going to come with me from home to home. Like I just got this really, really awesome. I'll show you guys on TikTok. Um, I think I'm going to build it tonight. So it'll definitely be up by the time this episode is up, but I just got this really awesome, like coffee sideboard from Amazon for like $200, which is a really, really great price. Um, I know that these pieces are going to go with me from place to place. So even though it's not like a $2,000 sideboard, it doesn't have to be expensive for it to be quote unquote timeless furniture. That's going to go for me from home to home, moving from one place to another with the same furniture for me, at least is a really, really easy way to just immediately feel at home. Like when I moved into my townhouse, or should I say? home. When I moved into like where I'm currently living in my townhouse, it was really important for me that the first thing set up was my bedroom so that when I went to sleep the night of my move, I wanted my bed set up, my dresser was in the right spot, my TV was hung up, the photos were up and like my bathroom was unpacked and I wanted to feel at home and I wanted to go to bed in the sheets that I knew, on the mattress that I knew, in like with the furniture around me that I knew and I wanted to wake up seeing the furniture that I knew and the sheets that I knew, like I wanted to go to sleep and wake up in a really familiar area, even though like the actual walls around me were new and like the environment was new, but it was really comforting and it instantly made me feel really familiar with kind of an unfamiliar space. And this is also like a tip that you can use if you are moving into college, like bring some furniture pieces or bedding from home from like your childhood home to your college dorm to just immediately make you feel at home. So just getting furniture that you can move from place to place is really, really great. Um, I was watching Danielle Carolyn's moving vlog when she moved from her last New York apartment to her new one. And she brought all of her furniture with her. And she said the same thing. She was like, it it makes me feel so much homier having like all my same furniture. And it really does. Like it does just make your house feel so much like home, like right away. And um, I, I love this tip and I've been doing it. Um, for a while now, like I brought my bedroom set is the same from the condo that I brought to the apartment that I brought to the townhouse. And it really does just make you feel so at home so quickly. My next tip is to get nostalgic with smells and traditions and memories. I am like such a big fan of nostalgia. And I'm really grateful that I had a really great childhood. And I noticed like lately, like when I'm in conversations with people and specifically people that have kids or people that I feel like are maybe a little bit older than me, I tend to really bring up my childhood a lot. And I think it's because I just talk about really good memories all the time. And it's a way for me to relate to like moms when they're talking about their kids. Like I'll just talk about like when I was a kid and like, I don't know, like it's just how I can relate in those kinds of conversations being that I don't have kids. So I just find myself really talking about my childhood a lot. And I find that like the older that I get and the more homemaker I want to become, the more I like really tap into my inner child and think like, what would my mom do in this scenario? And then I kind of like act as my mom would have. 
And so with this new home, like tapping into nostalgic memories and recreating traditions and smells, it's a really comforting thing to do. So maybe like burning a candle that smells like maybe your family home or burning a candle that when you first moved in, like you can burn it again in six months and be like, I remember when I first moved into this place. I mean, smells are just so nostalgic. Also music, like my mom used to always play this one playlist and it was, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. And it was just like so awesome. Um, I always remember like she would put it on when we would have guests come over because my parents would entertain all the time. So like when we would have guests come over and um, my mom would like clean the counters with this one like pledged lemony cleaning product. And then she'd put on this one playlist and it had like a lot of Daughtry and Nickelback and the song Lemon Parade by Tonic. And like that whole playlist would play. Playing that playlist like around the house now is such a nostalgic memory or smelling the pledge lemon cleaner is such a nostalgic and comforting smell to me. So like doing things like that really do just make where you're currently living feel like home. I think scents are such a great way to do this. Another way to do it is to like buy a perfume that reminds you of family members or of a time in your life. Like if I wanted to like think about what 13 smelled like I would just simply buy the Taylor Swift perfume and like that was going to bring me back if I wanted to remember what like summer of seventh grade smelled like I would just walk into Hollister if I wanted to remember what my Nana smelled like I would buy her perfume you know what I mean like smells are really so powerful and I think putting nostalgic smells throughout your house or throughout wherever you're living really makes you feel at home and like so connected to your childhood and to good memories. So um, that's been really fun. And like trying to keep traditions alive as much as possible is also really comforting to do. So like the holidays is such a great time to tap into traditions like hosting Thanksgiving or putting up your tree. Like I now with the holidays on, like I want to, I have elf playing, I have a fire going, I bake sugar cookies. And like, that is such a nostalgic feeling, like putting up the Christmas tree, putting out lights. Like that is something like very nostalgic, like going shopping for Christmas candles, all that stuff really makes me feel like I'm creating a home within my house. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My next tip is to make dinner at home. They call the kitchen the heart of the house for a reason. And it is really so true. Like using your kitchen really does make you feel 
very at home in your space. And this is something that I've just recently adapted. I feel like in the condo, I don't even like know what I did in the condo when I was like eating dinner. I just don't know if I like didn't eat or if I would just have like chips or if I would just like get takeout all the time. Like I literally barely remember cooking dinner in that um, kitchen. I just like barely did it. In the apartment, I was getting better at it. I would cook like I'd say like 40 to 50% of the time, which is pretty good. But since moving here to my new home, I am cooking all the freaking time. I'm cooking like five out of the seven nights a week and I'm really, really, really loving it. My using my kitchen has absolutely made this place feel like home. When I'm like really heavy with takeout or DoorDash or going out to eat, my house feels like a house. It feels like a stopping ground. It feels like a place where my clothes are stored and where I can come to sleep. But when I cook and want to use my kitchen, then it feels like mine. Then it really does feel like my home. And cooking is something that I recently have been getting into, but it's really becoming like one of my favorite times of the day. It's very therapeutic and it's very fun to create dinner every night. And I give props to being like in a relationship because cooking for one is like really hard and it doesn't always seem worth it. But now that I like cook for two, it's been really, really fun. And I also love like the feeling that I get from cooking a meal to give to my boyfriend because he works a really strenuous job and he works really, really long days. So having like a meal for him to come home to at the end of the day is not only rewarding for him, but it also just makes me feel really good. And like I'm putting valuable time into our relationship and also like just into both of our health. Like I really am enjoying cooking. Um, I typically get done working about five every night and that gives me like one to two hours every night before he gets home. So I really do use that time and I get to cook. I get to put on a show. I get to pour myself like a mocktail and I get to make meals. It's cheaper than going out all the time. It's a really good hobby. It's a great pastime and it really makes this house feel like home. It makes my kitchen feel really alive, really active. It makes the house smell really, really good. Like one of the best things is like when you step outside and then you come back into your house and your home just smells like a home cooked meal. Like, and there's just nothing better. Like when the house is a little toasty from the oven and the stove being on and just smells good. Like it's just so amazing. Um, And I really do just love the ritual of cooking and the smells of cooking and the routine of cooking and It's just really one of my favorite parts of the day. And it really does make your house feel like home. My next tip in my homemaker era is to make time to host friends and family. Hosting really makes your house feel like a home and a gathering place for all. Um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in this episode, but this year I am hosting Thanksgiving and I am so freaking excited. Um, It's forced me to kind of like furnish my main level and decorate it, but it's also made me get like the hosting essentials like table settings, glassware, dishware, things like that. Um, And I'm also going to be hosting a Christmas party for my Stride CIO girls. And I'm like so excited for that. I'm getting an outdoor TV and space heater so we can watch games out on the deck and host people for game days. Um, I am stocking the fridge with drinks so that when people come over, there's always something for them to drink. And part of this is that I'm like such a homebody and I would just always rather stay at home and I would rather just people always come over to my house. But I also grew up in a house where my parents loved to entertain and they still do. Like whenever, like the Phillies were just recently in the World Series 
and they were having like people over every single night for the World Series. And whenever it's like football games, like my dad will always have people over and they just always are the house to entertain. Like growing up, it was always that way. Whenever I would like hang out with friends, they would always come over to my house. Like we would always just, my house was just like the place to go. Like we entertained, we hosted and I love doing that. So now that I have my own home, I want to be that house that everyone wants to come over and hang out at. I want to be the house where I entertain a lot. Like I, I want to cook dinner for people. I want to have lunches for my friends. Um, I want to host the pregames before the bars. I'll skip the bars, but I'll have the pregame. And I want to be like the house that people come back to after the bars for sleepovers or for nights out. Like if you need like a, a place to just like hang out, watch movies, like this is like, I want people to come over to my house and really, really enjoy it. And I really want to entertain and host and just make this feel like a home for so many people. So really making my house the go-to stop for entertaining for friends and family just really makes this a home base for everyone and really just makes this house feel like a home. So I'm making hosting a huge priority with this new home. And you don't need a ton of space to do this. Like I think of like a college dorm, like there's normally always like one dorm that everyone kind of like congregates to and hangs out in. Like you can make your dorm that dorm by like having candles or having it be tidy and clean and very inviting and just kind of always being like the place that people want to hang out with. Like maybe you always have like LaCroix stocked or you have like, I don't know, um, like I don't know why like cheese sticks just came to my mind, like string cheese. Like maybe you would just always have like little things that make your space feel like a hub for other people to go to. Like you don't have to have a big space. It can be a dorm room, but just having something, just being the the hosting ground for your friends and family, I think is like so key to making your house just feel like home. My next tip of being in your homemaker era is to find routines in your home. This is so key, is making your house like a big part of your routine. So for me, when I think about my morning routine, like, yeah, part of my morning routine is like leaving my house to go to the gym or to go to a trail. But most of my morning routine takes place in my house. Like it's in my bathroom and then it's in my kitchen. It's outside on my deck. So like what what things about my routine do I do at home and how can I make my home part of my routine? Um, like I said, part of my routine is like going on a trail. So having that trail be right by my house is something that will really make that trail feel familiar and my home feel more like my home if I'm constantly going to a trail right by my house. Um, like waking up and syncing my Philips Hue lights with a morning alarm so I so I can wake up to like nice bright lights. Like that's part of making your home part of your routine or walking into a bathroom that has warm bath mats instead of like cold tile. Like that makes it so inviting and so warm or turning on my fireplace at the end of the day to unwind. Like these are all things that make your home part of your daily routine designating parts of my house so that like where I'm at right now, like I'm in my office, I'm recording my podcast. Like I don't want to do this downstairs on my couch. I'm going to do it upstairs where I technically work. And then like downstairs on the couch is where I can quote unquote relax. So like having parts of my house that just really fall into routines is so key when making your house feel like a home. My next tip is to make your home, the heart of your lifestyle. And this kind of goes off of the entertaining point that I made and the routines. 
And that is just having your home be your home base. I know so many people that feel like they live out of their car and they have clothes in their car, they have food in their car, they have bags in their car. Like, I totally get that. Or maybe you feel like your office is um, like you live out of your office, like that I totally get. But for me to really make my house feel like a home, I want to be living out of my home. So rather than having like a million bags with me so that I don't have to go home once during the day to be like more efficient with my schedule, I would rather just go home, even if I only have 15 minutes to kill between having to like go home and then leave again, I'd rather go home, sit on my couch for 15 minutes and then get up and leave rather than like wait in my car or I would rather have to make trips back to my house to like pick up things that I need later on in the day rather than just have like a million bags out of my car and live out of my car, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like inviting people over to my house first for drinks before dinner. That really makes your house feel like a home. Just like really having my home be the place where everything happens rather than a place where like my clothes are stored and where I lay my head at night um, to go to sleep or like where I get ready. Like I really want my home to always be the center of everything that I do. I have two more tips for entering your homemaker era. Um, My second to last tip is to keep it tidy and clean. My mom would be like so happy that I'm saying this right now. But this is something that I learned from moving from my condo. When I was living in the condo, I kept it like tidy. Like I, things had a place, they were always in their place, but like I did not dust. I vacuumed every now and then. I did not like wash the walls. I did not Windex as much as I should have. Like I knew how to keep things tidy, but not clean. And then when I moved from my condo to the apartment and I was like picking things up and I was like, oh my God, I have not dusted this in five years. Like that was like disgusting and like such a wake up call for me that I was like, okay, like I need to learn to clean and to actually take pride in my belongings and take pride in where I'm living and take pride in my space and take pride in my things. So in the apartment, I really made an effort to do like a, a deep clean each week. And I mean, a one bedroom apartment is literally so easy to deep clean. Like it would take me an hour and like the whole space would be done. Now living in a three story townhouse, like don't get me wrong, like it definitely takes a lot more time and I will be like outsourcing that and delegating that, which I'm very fortunate to do. Um, but like, it's still like, tidying up your space, like vacuuming at the end of the day, like when you're done cooking, like wiping down your countertops, cleaning your stove, like putting your um, dishes away, putting them in the dishwasher, emptying the dishwasher when you wake up in the morning, like things like that, like really taking pride in where you live and keeping it clean and keeping it tidy and keeping it very inviting to yourself and to others. Like um, I was going to say something about like you this is what I was going to say. We are so used to our own dirt and to our own lifestyle that like, you know, if we see like, you know, like when I go in my shower, like my hair is like in the shower, like, hello, that's my hair. Like, I don't care because it's my hair. But like, if one of my friends were to come over and take a shower in my shower, they'd probably be like, that's really freaking gross that like Tori's hair is all over her shower. So like, we are so used to our own dirt that like we tend to just overlook it or not even like get phased by it. So I always like to kind of think about like, okay, if I was a stranger entering my home for the first time, like, would I be invited? Like what not invited, would I feel welcomed and would I feel clean and would I feel like tidy here or would I kind of feel like a little bit grossed out? And I always want to be the former where I always want people to feel like it's a very clean household. So I always try and like look at it from the perspective of it's clean, yet it's very inviting and like warm and welcoming. Um, when I was in high school, like my first boyfriend ever, he lived in a really, really nice neighborhood and his family had a 
gorgeous house, but their house was like a magazine and like everything was always perfect. Like the pillows were perfectly fluffed and like the um, dining room table was always perfectly made. And like, don't get me wrong, the house was stunning. Like it was so gorgeous. But I remember saying to him one time, I'm like, does your house always look like this? And he was like, yeah, it does. And it gets kind of annoying because you feel like you can't really live in your house. Like I always like, if I sit down, I feel like I have to like fluff the pillows or like if I move a fork, like I know I have to put it back. So I think there's a good balance of like being clean and tidy with your belongings and taking pride in what you own and taking pride in your your space around you while still living in it and enjoying it. Like when you buy a, a new purse, like it's not just so that it sits on the shelf, like a a purse is meant to be used. Same with the house. Like you can have a very clean house while still having it be very homey and used and loved. I think that's a better word, loved. Having it be loved. So finding that good balance of keeping your space clean and tidy while not being afraid to like love up your home and like really live in your, like use your home, like love your home, use your home, live in your home, but keep it clean, keep it tidy. And um, I just think it really makes your house feel so much more like a home when it's clean and tidy and loved and doesn't always look so staged like a magazine. Like, don't get me wrong. Like we love seeing like the architectural digest videos of like Emma Chamberlain's house and um, what's that girl that I love? She has the bangs, Dakota something. She was in 50 shades. I love her. I forget her thing, but she had like limes in her house. that was like staged by architectural digest. And she doesn't even like, like limes. She's like, she's allergic or whatever. Like we see that. And we think that that's how people's homes are. Like we know Kim's house is like a museum. Like she always says that like, it's like very minimal. Like that's what we see. But your home is meant to be used. Your home is meant to be loved and your home is meant to be like broken in and felt like a home. So it's not always meant to be perfect, but a clean home is always like amazing. It's always amazing. And my last tip is kind of weird, but I think it's really important and it's to officially change your address. Okay. When you move, it is beyond annoying to change everything, to change your mailing address to do a forwarding to change your license um like your address on your license to tell like people that you're moving like I get it like it is super annoying to change all your bank accounts it's really really annoying but make it official because every single time that you go in and you're like living in your new location that you go in to like type in your zip code and it's a zip code from like two years ago that you just never wanted to change. Like that's always going to make you feel like you're not living where you are planted. Like you're not living where you're actually living. So just like do the damn thing. I know it's so annoying, but it's only going to take like two hours of your day to change your address moving forward. Or you have to spend the next like year, two years, three years, four years, always referring back to an old address that is not where you live anymore. Like for me, I went to the University of Alabama for four months and for some reason, my bank would always have my first dorm location be like my mailing address and billing address. So up until like a year ago, I would always have to type in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And it's like, I literally live in Pennsylvania. Like I live nowhere near Alabama and I only went there for four months, but it did not take me a long time to change that over. And it really just made me feel so much more official and like, this is where I'm living. And like, this is, this is where, this is where I'm at. So like when I moved from my condo to the apartment, I changed everything, even though I knew I was pretty much only going to live there for a year. Then when I moved from my apartment to my current townhouse now, I changed it all again because 
I knew that I wanted to be here longer than a year, but even if like I'm only here for six months or I'm here for a year and I, then I move, like whatever it might be, I want my address to reflect where I'm currently living. I don't want to think about somewhere else I used to live. Like I want to make it official and I want to live here. And that's what my address is going to say. So just go out and officially change the address. It's annoying, but like when it's done, you're going to thank yourself and feel so much more at home. So guys, these are my tips of being in your homemaker era. I am loving this era. I'm having such a fun time. And I would love to know your tips on being in your homemaker era. What are you guys doing? How do you guys make your house feel like a home? How do you guys make your dorm feel like a home? Give me all the tips. I would love to know. And I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Um, Guys, I won't like record live before Thanksgiving. So other than this, so have an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope you guys enjoy it with friends and family. If you celebrate, um, if not have a great Thursday, I mean, it's always a great day to have a great day. So have a great Thursday if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving. Um, next week I will be back with a new episode. I am pre-recording it, so I won't be able to recap Thanksgiving yet. I will do that in the next episode. Uh, but remember, the Manifest Planners go live this Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern at themanifestplanner.com. I am so excited for that. I hope you guys all get your hands on it if you want the hard copy Manifest Planner. The digital, they do not sell out. Those keep going and going and going and going. So um, I'll just keep my eye on that and keep restocking that. But the hard copy, I do have a limited quantity. So if you want that, be sure to get your hands on it ASAP so that uh, it's not sold out. Guys, thank you so much. Have an amazing Monday. Happy Manifest Monday. I love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. 